Hello, everyone. This is episode six of the Undisputed Future podcast. Next to me is Nikki Six. Cannot find a more fitting day for you to be on the show, my friend. As per usual, I'm here and couldn't be happier about it. Now, Welcome, everybody. Guys, episode six kicking off. Make sure to tune into our major announcement posted right before this. But guys, we are talking about Roderick Strong versus Hideo Itami for the number one contendership. We are talking Aleister Black's third full cell matchup. It's an explosive episode of NXT. And I talk about it every single week, Nick. Aleister Black's entrance, the aura that comes with it, it's just... The look that that man carries is just fierce. He could stare a hole through a brick wall in like the matter of seconds. A focused individual in Aleister Black, an absolutely intense competitor. He was taking on a very formidable formidable opponent this evening in one Cesar Bononi, a uh, big man from Brazil, Nick. That's right. He was uh, previously employed by the BWF, a pretty prominent Brazilian company. He was the BWF King of the Ring. Uh, He also has uh, a few names. His former uh, name in the BWF was V8. V8. I kind of like it. I'm not gonna be. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not gonna play around. I, I like V8. I think he should have brought that over. His nickname was Big Block. Big Block. So and apparently his style is powerhouse. That definitely came through in his first ever showing in NXT or at Six. least live showing. He apparently has also had a few undercard matches at live shows. If you uh, check out his, his televised page. debut, his televised debut was tonight. I believe so. His Excellent. televised debut was tonight. Six six two sixty big frame on the guy with the boxer and jiu-jitsu background, but a martial artist in Aleister Black would not be denied a victory. Some intense strikes coming from the Dark One. Nick, this guy's got the it factor. He's got Absolutely. the move set. The man was, what was it? He said 6'6"? Six, 6'6", six? Six, six, and he six, was six, laying him out with he, roundhouse he, kicks. He hit him with a knee, and he was, on his, he was on his knees. He comes back, and he goes from absolutely furious to absolutely knocked out. The man was unconscious in a matter of seconds. And the way he hit the floor, I had to do a double take and rewind. Dan was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I have to see that again. Because it was just like, I, I needed to know whether or not he actually knocked him out. That was a hell of a kick, man. V8 getting quite the strike to his head, but uh, it wasn't by his own face palm. It was from Aleister Black's boot and a vicious spinning wheel kick known as the Black Mess. Now, Nick, we saw Aleister Black take that meditative stance after hitting intense set of knees. That meditative stance seems to be a reset button for Aleister Black. Yeah, it's almost like he uh, gained strength from it, kind of like back in the day where The Undertaker used to gain strength from the urn. He gained strength from this zen place that he can put himself into almost immediately. That relaxed meditation, that intense mindset, the incredible focus of Aleister Black. You Apparently a very really nice. in, very intelligent man, too, Nick. Absolutely. Over hundreds of volumes of science novels and uh, studies read Personally by read Aleister in Black. his free time, not just, like, schooling. The man read it in his free time, apparently. man could put his focus towards anything he sets his mind to, and that certainly shows in his in-ring ability. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, not just, you know, we always talk about how vicious his kicks can be, but, man, those knees tonight... Out of nowhere, the power behind them, jaw-shattering knees. Every time, every one of them connected. When he hit him in the back, I I felt it. I wanted to go sit back for a second. Midsection to the jaw. Alistair Black striking you anywhere he can find. It was really an nice opening. to see that Alistair wasn't going to be intimidated by someone who was quite clearly bigger and more built. He was, you know, that that Cesar Bonani was. He was a big dude. Big dude again. Six six two sixty. Boxer, muscle. jiu-jitsu background, and Aleister Black 
laid him out, securing his third victory in a singles match at Full Sail University. Flawless covered- victory. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, NXT Women's Championship update. As we discussed over the weekend, it has been brought to our attention that Ember Moon will be unable to compete after a vicious attack by Asuka after the number one contender, Battle Royale. Nick, she got sent flying into the barricade and that complete looked- shoulder separation. Uh- we commented on that last week, how how much, how with the sound of it, how much that must have hurt. But we didn't think it was going to be nearly as devastating or as real as it was. And we feel so, so terrible for Ember Moon. You could see how truly disappointed she was, how broken. You could feel her pain. Like, I felt so bad for her. An interview in her on- eyes. Like, you could see it in her eyes. I know she's always wearing the contacts, but this time... Ladies and gentlemen, she was not, again, she was not wearing the contacts. And, and you could truly see and feel the disappointment in her eyes, or at least I could. It hurt, you know? And to see that she truly felt that this was going to be her time and she was going to take her place rightfully in the NXT universe, she's so let down by this. But a huge chance here for uh, not just Nikki Cross, but Ruby Riot in her first ever attempt at the NXT Women's Champion, which is going to be a huge change for the match going from a fatal four-way the loss of ember moon how do you think that's going to change up that match dan now we have to think about it like this can ruby riot and nikki cross put aside their hatred for each other and focus on the champion i don't know if it's about putting their hatred aside for each other it's about incorporating more hatred for the champion i don't know if they can redirect it off each other these ladies we saw them tear each other apart we saw them so you, you in and out of that's the battle. Going to be the reason Oscar retained. I feel like those two cannot put aside their. You know they despise each other. They're taking crazy to crazy, insane mindsets between Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross. I think Oscar is going to take that to her advantage. Oscar is a very smart competitor. As much as she is a strong competitor, I think she's going to find that weakness, and I think she's going to be able to chip away at both these ladies and defend and retain her NXT Women's Championship. Yeah, definitely not taken away from Oscar. She definitely will <laughs> bring it. To Chicago. Speaking of Chicago, we have a new theme debuting tonight. We have Overthrown by Hacktivist. Now, as opposed to Chris Jericho's band Fozzie, these guys bring a little bit more of the modern hardcore sound as opposed to the classical metal style. Sounded really good. I really liked it. NXT's takeover choice for music is always prime. I'm always a big fan of most of the tracks. Check it out. Again, that is Hacktivist with Overthrown. It's on the album Overthrown. NXT TakeOver Chicago themes. Now, we take a look at the newest championship match added to the NXT TakeOver Chicago card. I'm talking about the United Kingdom Championship and the number one contender for it, the Bruiserweight, Pete Dunne. Next. Sorry, we got a nice in-depth look at Pete Dunne and exactly why he feels he's, you know, the rightful number one contender. And I thought he brought up some great points. The man nearly won it at that tournament and the UK tournament. And you know what? He's more than deserving of a ch- another shot. The man is going, he's, you know, signed his contract. He's, you know, brawled his way all the way up to this spot. He's more than accomplished in the United Kingdom, and he deserves this. Now, we talked about the Trent Seven matchup that earned him this number one contender spot. Did you see that he brought a progress championship to a WWE event? <laughs> I, I saw on Instagram, and uh, for those of you who didn't, it's on the WWE NXT Instagram. He, uh, he brought... A completely different title to the WWE show. Yeah, that that's the first time I've ever seen anything like that. From the UK independent circuit, 
known as Progress. Nick, I did a little bit of research on that, and uh, Pete Dunne is a guy who takes his independent championships and he signs big money contracts on top of them. That is the mindset we are dealing with when we deal with the champion caliber of Pete Dunne. Well, the guy is cocky. The guy Dunne... snarls. The guy just has that that look on his face that he knows he wants to hurt you, and there's just so much he brings to the table. Absolutely incredible clash waiting to happen in Chicago between him and Tyler Bate. Now, we'll talk about the champion Tyler Bate in just a little while. Now, we have a little bit more introspective coming this evening. It's a lot of introspective, just just for the heads up. Uh, Lots of was, character development. It's a lot of character development. I, 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 gotta, I was saying this stories. before. Undisputed Future Podcast have been playing catch-up for the last couple of weeks, and now NXT catching us up on all their new talent. So it was nice to see. It was a little bit of play-on-play play there. Definitely started... he's keeping up with us. Started with an awesome series. We talked about who is Roderick Strong, parts one and two. Check it out. We're talking about the number one contender possibility later on in the night. But now we're talking about Ruby Riot. We get a really nice look at Ruby Riot. We get an in-depth look at exactly what she stands for. And her tattoos tell a story. She's not just about the body art. She's not just about the aesthetic. Her tattoos tell story of her career. Nick, I thought that was very uh, very emotional because you don't hear a lot of meaningful tattoo stories nowadays. Yeah, I mean, the last time we heard something like this was, um, and I know this is like, you know, the big no-no in WWE, but CM Punk, there hasn't been someone quite like him, you know, and uh, she brings that certain bit of edge to the ring with her every time, and I, I, I love the passion that she has. She's not much of a predictability. She, uh, she said not that. much of a predictability. I love She's... the passion that she has. It comes through with every little bit of you know her gimmick her her style you can see exactly how much she wants to be in this company and just in like be a professional wrestler in general like you could see her intensity behind her eyes this and is she exactly she what she just want to sit for. back she wants to stand out she wants to stand it's very out important. And stand up she's got a certain look she's standing up to sanity she's looking for a fight ruby riot a definitely intense competitor in the women's division we have that triple threat match, and we take a look at Nikki Cross in a matter of minutes. Oh my god. Just barely, though. The way this interview didn't even start yet, and uh, we saw the reaction from Nikki Cross, as well as the stage crew. Nikki Cross playing with some expensive equipment prior to <laughs> She was her literally interview. smacking the boom around. She just whacking it about. It was smacking fantastic. the boom around, not even letting herself get mic'd up by, uh, I'm guessing... She attacked some random WWE poor worker guy. She nearly jumped on his snatched, back. Snatched it away from him as he was trying to mic her up. It, could have been you, Dan. Think been about me. that. Could have been you, some poor tech guy just getting attacked by Nikki Cross. Would you have let her attack you? Ugh. I think I might have. I got that it's kind of erotic, the way she yells. I don't know. What's the matter with you? I don't that know. chick is crazy. <laughs> she's she's out of her mind. She'll rip, she'll rip your hair out while you're trying to pull hers, my friend. I'm okay with that. Nikki Cross <laughs> in an absolutely bizarre interview. She's calling out Ruby Riot. She's calling out Asuka. She's displaying Sanity's message. She wants to take. She wants to take she everything really away from the, the NXT line. Women's Championship. She's taking the front line of that Sanity uh, heat, though. She's really not letting... Like You haven't seen too much of Sanity uh, these days, but... You know, she's definitely not letting us forget that Sanity is still a looming factor in NXT. Sanity, a force to be reckoned with, a singles, a, a first championship opportunity for the faction. Nick, the way this interview was delivered... I believe this is the second championship opportunity. Didn't uh, Eric Young have a title opportunity against Bobby Roode? Eric Young did face... I'm not sure if it was an NXT championship match. He wasn't for the title, okay. 
I know he made his debut prior to Sanity. See, even we make mistakes, people. I don't know if it was prior. We don't, don't know, know it was, all. I don't think it was a championship match. I think it was a very impressive debut match prior to... If you guys to, remember, please let us know. It was prior to the Sanity faction. It was sometime 2016. Guys, fill us in. Sometimes the best of us make mistakes. I don't think so. Nick says it's a possibility. I think we need it was the title. Research. I can't remember exactly, though. I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about Insanity, and we'll be dre- addressing this again. But going back to Sanity's, again, frontrunner right now, in Nikki Cross, the darkness close-up, and just the sound of her voice. Ooh, super creepy. Super, super creepy. The delivery of her words, just the focus on what she was saying, not getting distracted by all the crazy antics, just hearing the passion in her voice and exactly how much she wants to take and take and take away from Asuka and how much despise and hatred she has for Ruby Riot. I don't think we've ever had a woman that's quite as dark as Nikki Cross is, and it's nice to see that there's change coming still from NXT and that we're still getting the different styles that we love to see come from NXT. Women's division is constantly evolving, Nikki Cross being a big factor in that. But the evolution of NXT comes back to a veteran of WWE. I'm talking about a recent interview with Drew McIntyre. And uh, Drew McIntyre, you know, we heard as usual, he came here for the NXT championship. He wants to elevate the brand. But somebody else was looking to take that attention away from him. Uh, Former NXT champion Wesley Blake. Wesley Blake, Blake and Murphy factor, going back to our previous Alexa Bliss discussion, Wesley Blake making another appearance on NXT television. Random. Random. Like, are are you sure? Have you seen the way Drew McIntyre has been kicking people's faces off? You sure you want to do this? I don't know if that's the man that you want to be taking on right now. Man has a whole new set of intensity that he is just ready to unleash on just about everybody on that roster, and you have now made yourself first in line. To his own rights, we haven't seen Wesley Blake in a while. Maybe he's working on his tools. Maybe he's perfecting his craft. Maybe he's trying to break out of the tag team mindset, and he's looking to launch himself as a single star. I think. I a, hope so. You know what? I think a match with a seasoned veteran like Drew McIntyre, I think it's going to do him some good. I think it'll be nice to see Wesley Blake an evolved version of this singles competitor mindset that he has. That match has been booked for a later time. And uh, new talents on the NXT circuit, we have another Velveteen Dream promo. Ooh. And it was slightly different, but it, it followed the same basic idea. It was, it was, I can't wait to see him actually get out there and start to do some shoots and really take it to the WWE Universe with this new gimmick that he has. Because... It seems that like when when he gets his hands on a on a new gimmick, he goes all the way, man. Like he does not take this even slightly like slow. That he full paced right into it. That he we are referring to is Patrick. Oh, Clark. I'm sorry, yeah, Patrick, Patrick Clark, Clark, the I'm only sorry. competitor left from the most recent class of Tough Enough. He's got a lot of wrestling experience. Last man standing. He seems to know the product. He seems to always want to evolve his character, like Nikki said. Cannot wait to see where the Velveteen Dream takes off. Yeah, we and really what is hope next this one sticks. In the Patrick Clark experience. We really hope this one sticks for him. I mean, those videos are impressive. Yeah, they're, really it's good. They're, they're a lot of fun, too. I like the Velveteen Dream. Like I said last week, it just reminds me of like a really old-school perfume commercial. Give it's me, give me 80s, 80s superstars vibes. Almost. Yeah, like it's, it's that old-school 80s, 70s. Like, it's... it's it's good. I'm, I'm liking the, the the style. I hope we can see it in his uh, actual in ring style. I hope he he changes some of his actual you know 
uh, fight style. With a lot of his... a lot of charisma out of Patrick Clark. Yeah, we a always of, get a lot, lot of unique, a lot of unique mannerisms. I, I, I'd like to see the, some new moves, though. I'd like to see some coming new out of his moves with a so new far. gimmick. So we'll see what happens. I can't wait to see. We haven't gotten a, a an arrival date yet. That's the one thing we keep getting these uh, vignettes, but. Not yet, have they said coming soon or anything like that. So as soon as we do know when uh, we're going to get the Pla- Patrick Clark experience, uh, we'll let you guys know. Possible another match for debuting superstar or re-debuting superstar at an c- upcoming TakeOver Chicago? It's entirely possible. Yeah, Patrick Clark nice. making his way back onto the NXT television coming soon. Cannot wait to see I'm how sure this man is finally jumping back into the ring, though. Finally. We all jumped back in the ring. And, Finally, uh, and in a big way. Lines have been drawn. <laughs> lines have been drawn. Oh my god. In the- Tommaso Ciampa literally drew a line. For those of you who did not see it, this is like a meme in like the making. NXT episode 391, for those of you who are wondering. Let's see what else and, crosses uh, the line according to Tommaso Ciampa. Don't cross their line. They really got pissed. Apparently, heavy machinery has crossed the line, and uh, the line starts behind the former NXT Tag Team Champions. Nick, you discussed it last week. They have not received a rightful one-on-one team versus team singles match, and later we'll get to the exact stipulation in their TakeOver Chicago match. But we're drifting on to the arrival, the two former football stars... Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss, and I'm telling you, these guys are just like the jocks you hated in high school. Yeah, the ones driving that, the nice cars with daddy's money. And, and they got that really greased up hair. You should definitely, like, at that point in your life, you're like, man, uh, the, the le- hair's gross. But at the same time, you're like, man, I wish my hair looked like that. The Letterman's, <laughs> the Letterman's jackets, the guys who never accepted the nerd culture. Guys you just who, feel like you have to hate these two. You think but you, you know may, what? You, you I gotta the give guys credit who, where credit's due. They have improved quite like it, it it showed like it was very obvious to me that the two refined their craft and they have been working extra hard clearly in the performance center with whomever whether it be albert or a bunch of the other you know people at the performance center they have been refining their craft and they looked good out there man working they hard. aren't perfect working hard no, and they're, and, uh, they're, and riddick absolutely they're, they're no definitely denying making steps in the right direction they're they're impactful hits you know they were fast paced they were picking it up their mic skills were getting better and it's 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 always like i say every week it's always good to see the uh new superstars advance it's one of the my favorite parts of nxt renewed style in riddick moss and tino sabatelli the two former football stars riddick moss playing for the dolphins and tino sabatelli a former number two draft pick for the tampa bay buccaneers it just shows how impressive these these resumes are of these two gentlemen. It shows a lot of heart that they're willing to put so much work into their in-ring ability. But the cockiness, the work, as much as they've done, it was not enough to take down the former NXT Tag Team Champions. Nick, another impressive showing by DIY. These guys are dynamite in the ring. Meeting in the middle to crush Riddick Moss's Moss head. in the middle. <laughs> and it was... Uh. Flying like a pancake. Now, you mentioned a little, a very interesting fact while we were watching this, Nick. You noticed a little bit of role reversal in DIY. Johnny Gargano with an incredibly hot tag this evening. Yeah, it was. Uh, we usually get to see Gargano catching the brunt of the beating in the beginning, but this time, Tommaso Ciampa, he took a, a, a pretty vicious beatdown at the hands of Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli. Two really strong dudes, former football stars, as I keep mentioning. Two impressive athletes, standout athletes. Cannot wait to see where this cocky heel tag team stands in the division. I feel like they're going to have a lot. Like, they have a lot to, you know, they got a lot of headway to make, but at the same time, there is a lot to do with them. We can really use a cocky heel 
team like that, not just in NXT, but in the WWE. It would be a lot of fun to see how they could play off of Breeze Dongo and things like that. So I'm excited to see where these two go. But WWE, we need, we need a name. We need a name. We need a tag name for these two. Um, uh, not just WWE, but uh, UFP Universe. We would like you all to give us some team names for Riddick Moss and Tino Savatelli. We want you all to jump into the fun here and give us your best team names for Team Douche. That's my that's Team my best. Jock. That's that's my best try. <laughs> team Douche. Team former <laughs> NFL stars. Ta-da! That's our best try. Thanks, Dan. Um, they could be managed by Baron Corbin or somewhere. We're clearly going to stick to the commentating. But you guys can give us some tag names. Let us know uh, on our Twitter and our Facebook. If you guys didn't see, we went live earlier. Check Undisputed it out. Undisputed Future Podcast going live on Facebook. Uh, we're going to try and make it a habit somewhere in the future for uh, for recording episodes. It's an entire possibility for the TakeOver Chicago special. I don't know. We'll never know what the future brings. But Gotta we're try it. it. Gotta try it every once in a while. Gotta try something new. We're trying, to, we're trying to get out there. We're trying to get the NXT name out there. We're trying to get the UFP name out there. And the best way to do that is social media nowadays. Remember, guys, we are NXT. We need your help getting this name out there as much as we need your help to get the listens up and providing entertainment content. But enough of the self-promotion, Nick. We got to move on to another interesting match made for TakeOver Chicago. William Regal. Begin to start to explain. William Regal announcing the first ever takeover tag team ladder match between the authors of Pain and DIY. Yeah, but not before Paul Ellering made a life threat. He made a death threat on the DIY. The man's a super villain. He literally said that they were going to die at takeover. It's like your their blood will be on on your hands. hands. Like whoa, whoa there, Lex. Chill yourself, Mister Luthor. (laughs) He is terrifying. I am not okay with these guys. I'm going to try to go to sleep tonight, and I'm going to wake up like eight times because of his absolutely terrifying gaze. An intense mm. manager in Paul Ellering. It's why he's capable to handle such monsters like Akam and Razor. Ladder match. NXT TakeOver Chicago. First DIY ever. Getting their one-on-one match as a team in a big way in a new stipulation. I think it... I think DIY has another chance to steal the night. I really think that they have um, they have more of an opportunity to win this time than they did when they lost the titles. I, uh, this is a match specifically fitted for their style. They are two small guys; they can move quickly up and down that ladder. They have worked with ladders before, I'm sure. This is their chance to get those titles back, and if they don't. I don't know where it's, what's next for them. Honestly, you gotta believe I truly that, don't. You gotta believe Paul Ellering is taking all things into account and plotting a master strategy with his defending champions, the monsters known as the Authors of Pain. I cannot wait for this matchup. Another electric match. championship match added to NXT TakeOver. Now, before we get to the NXT championship match for NXT TakeOver oh, Chicago, yeah. Cassius Ono, the knockout artist, getting another chance for screen time and a behind-the-scenes interview... Another man looking to capture the NXT Championship. He's such a nice guy. You ever notice that? He's just like a really humble, nice person. Just the way he talks to people. Oh, listen, he went out on the he went out on the Indies. He knew what he had to refine. He did exactly that. He's back in NXT in a big way. But a long stay in NXT, a guy who, according to one Mister Ono, says cares more about the action on the outside of the ring than in the ring. Andrade Cien Almas. That's what I was saying last week, man. Last week when we brought up the fact that the man was going out partying after he suffered a vicious loss 
And, and, and why? How, how can you possibly justify that in any way, shape, or form? I agree with Cassius Ono. The, like, he's not taking his role in NXT seriously. And Cassius Ono is going to show him exactly why he needs to start to do that next week. KO can come in and take Andrade Cien Almas's standing in the division. Cannot wait to see Ono versus Almas. Moving on to the current United Kingdom Championship, Nick Tyler Bate with another entertaining, charismatic delivery about who he is. Introduced once again to Bop and Bang. Bop and Bang. Our young. I love that little. Bop Bang. Our young champion Play something right out of a cartoon. oozes charisma. The kid is very likable. That wave is contagious. The young lad certainly has a full plate coming up at NXT TakeOver Chicago. Pete Dunne, like we discussed earlier, the bruiserweight earning an opportunity after he defeated Trent Seven. Again, guys, WWE has announced that the Norwich footage will be released on the network. I'm really hoping that's where the WWE United Kingdom division and the exclusive show start to take off. I'm sure there's a lot more impressive talents. I'm personally a big fan of Mark Andrews. Cannot wait to see how he delivers on the United Kingdom circuit. Super excited here at the UFP for the UK show. And cannot wait to see how that is going to you know, affect the WWE Network uh, going forward. You know, but- original content, original wrestling shows, brand new divisions to keep your eye on on the WWE Network. How is it going to affect NXT, though? Are they going to play off of each other like Raw and SmackDown? Are they going to be able to do cross-promotional? Are we going to get the UK takeover... Or is it going to be completely separate? I don't know if I. I'm just. I'm. In, I'm intrigued in the opportunity to merge those two and how they can both grow from each other. I'm pretty sure I brought the same thing up to you when they first, you know, brought in 205 Live. How is that going to, you know, affect NXT and how are they going to play off of each other? Both of them being on the network, and I kind of got my answer when they attached it to Raw. You but know, even I after even like, after that, before Shinsuke, I feel Nakamura, like that was a big a big missed opportunity though. Like, yes, it's nice to see two hundred five and the Cruiserweights get their, you know, rightful spot on the you know card. But at the same time, seeing the guys from two hundred five on NXT more often would have been, in my opinion, way more beneficial to their, to you know, names and their styles. Exposure on the NXT circuit could give them you know more time to develop their character. We did see TJ Perkins before he aligned himself with Neville. He was working as a bad guy against a returning Shinsuke Nakamura. So we do see a little bit of a preview in the Cruiserweight talents once in a while. Uh, As far as the United Kingdom division crossing over and remaining a part of the NXT universe, I really hope that the United Kingdom championship between Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate is a one-off. I really want to see them compete over it more and more. If the UK gets their own specials and takeover equivalents... Most likely will. I'm all for that too. The tournament was a blast to watch. The commentary, if it could be done by Nigel McGuinness and the returning Jim Ross. Woo! We cannot... Oh, man. I'm so the, glad to get them old slobber knockers back in there. <laughs> the Oklahoma Sooner making his return to WWE commentary alongside Nigel McGuinness. JR, no more Vince McMahon shitting himself stories, all right? We missed you. It's, we need to keep you around, JR. It's terrible having just Michael Cole. Sorry, Michael Cole. Michael Cole's good. Jim Ross is great. Crossing on. Back to NXT. You heard that right, though, guys. Jim Ross, Nigel McGuinness, the commentary team for the WWE UK Championship division. commentary dream team. Cannot wait to see that take off. Nigel McGuinness has just gotten better and better the weeks he spends on NXT. 
and he called a brilliant one tonight. The number one contendership between Roderick Strong and Hideo Itami. And before we get into that, I, I have to bring up exactly what Roderick Strong said before he got into the ring. Pre-match that interviews between both competitors. Made me nearly tear up. A lot Honestly, of intensity. Like, the way he looked into the camera and the intensity behind his eyes, and he said, this is why I'm here. And this is what I've worked for. You can feel it. The way he said it. The way he looked into that camera and gave everything for the last 10 to 15 years of his life devoting every moment, every thought, every little thing that he had into what he has done, you know, at... It's amazing to see him come as far as he has. And, man, the intensity behind his eyes. He truly deserves to be where he is. Passionate pre-match words from Roderick Strong. And Hideo Itami had some words to deliver of his own. Uh, As a CM Punk fan, it irked me a bit what he said. But at the same time, man, it got me hyped. He respects (laughs) Roderick Strong, but Hideo Itami says he's going on to Chicago and Roderick Strong is going to sleep. You heard that right, fans. WWE has acknowledged Chicago and the go to sleep in the same sentence, almost in the same breath, by Hideo Itami, the originator. Terrifying thought. The originator of that move, no matter what my right hand man here says. CM Punk's still the best. Best in the world. Not the best MMA fighter in the world. But we're not talking MMA. (laughs) We're talking WWE NXT Championship. What an electric match. Nick, one of the best NXT television matches Ooh. I've seen. The weekly man. television match man. that oh, delivered man. above all else. I think it's the televised match of 2017 so far. That takes into account the Ty Dillinger, Eric Young, Steel Cage. What an intense technical masterpiece between these two. Feel the passion in every little hit. Like every little swing, every punch, every grapple. You can feel Feel the passion that the two men not only have for professional wrestling, but for the NXT championship. You can see exactly what it means to be NXT championship. They both want to be the guy to knock off the glorious one. They want to take the NXT era back to where they belong. And uh, I read it this way. You might have a different perspective as an in-ring competitor yourself, Nick. But uh, grappling sides seem to be very strong on Roderick. Pun very much intended there. And Hideo Itami seemed to have the upper hand in the striking department, as we've seen in past matchups of his... Nick, the resiliency between these two was an incredibly even playing field. What a fantastic display of confidence and just adrenaline makes men do strange things. I saw matches, I saw moves in this match rather that I've never seen before. It was that seamless transition from a submission to a pump handle backbreaker. It was gorgeous. Thank you, Roderick Strong. Man hit like five backbreakers and every one of them looked like they were going to put Hideo Itami in the hospital. They were just spine-tingling earth-shattering, painful moves. The lower back, a key strategy by Roderick Strong in this matchup. We heard it on commentary. You can't kick out as easily if your lower back is hurting you the way Roderick Strong was putting the pressing intensity on it. But Hideo Itami coming back with some big moves of his own. We saw a, from the second rope, Falcon's Arrow. Oof. What an impressive display of power by Hideo Itami. You don't see a lot of really... Big, you know, you don't see a lot moves. of spinning moves from the top rope. You don't get to see that anymore. A lot of people won't take that risk. But Hideo Itami and Roderick Strong obviously felt that it was important. You could see the story being told about how how know, much they how have to throw at each other. They ha- they have to throw at each other. How much they feel, you know, the NXT title is worth to them. How much they feel they deserve that title and they deserve this chance. It was good to see the passion. 
that we come to know and love from NXT, from these two guys, you know, one that we've seen for years on the NXT circuit, and one who technically just got signed. The passion is strong with both of them, and it's so, so cool. The two big players in the NXT main event, Roderick Strong, Hideo Itami, taking it to each other. A full cell crowd was split between the two guys. Could not believe the heart and passion coming from the fans as well as the competitors. But, Nick, a defiant ending by Roderick Strong. Just swinging. Set him up for a GTS and uh, Roderick Strong. Swinging to the last second. The man was not going to go down without a fight and he, he embodied that. Every second of that match. Roderick Strong with a wicked, defiant last right hand caught from GTS by Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami moving on. The impact of that knee. When he hit that GTS, his entire face shifted like 90 degrees. He was facing forward and then boom! And then his head just like cocked and he's... One, two, three. Hideo Itami's going on to Chicago to face Bobby Roode for that NXT championship. That's not where it ended. That is not where it ended. The two... Amazing competitors that they are. Hideo Itami dragged Roderick Strong to his feet, and then they gave the crowd a, the this the ovation that the crowd gave them the ovation that they deserved. Incredible um, display of sportsmanship by Hideo Itami. Absolutely amazing display of respect for the two of them. They they both have worked their entire lives to get to where they are, and it it's good to see that both of these men are happy and. Getting what they deserve. They put on the match of what they've worked for. Match of a lifetime for the possible match of the year. Possible on NXT on NXT television. Match of the year for me so far. Absolutely. What an incredible display of athleticism between Hideo Itami and Roderick Strong. Hideo Itami once again walking away with the win. Number one contender for Bobby Roode's glorious NXT Championship. Now that's that's about it for this week's. Yeah, episode 391 in the bag. May 10th edition of NXT. Nick, an impressive card for NXT TakeOver Chicago. Can you pick a favorite matchup yet? Uh, I am going to go and say not the heavyweight title, which I know you thought I was going to say. You was a supporter of the glorious one. I absolutely thought you were going to say that. I am looking forward to it, but I am looking forward more to that that women's title match, man. I cannot wait to see. I truly think Nikki Cross, this is going to be her chance. You know, Ember Moon now injured and sitting on the sidelines. This is Nikki Cross's chance to take the NXT women by storm and really shake things up. Definitely looking forward to the viciousness of the NXT Women's Championship match. I ain't got my eyes on the Authors of Pain taking on DIY in that ladder match. match. Cannot wait to see the stunts these guys are going to pull. Guys, tweet at me at podcast underscore UF. Your favorite match for NXT TakeOver Chicago so far. Get at the Facebook Undisputed Future Podcast. We're going live once in a while. Stay tuned for updates. We'll let you know once the episodes are uploaded. I'm shooting for a release time of Thursdays at 9 p.m. on the SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com backslash Undisputed Future is where you're going to find this. iTunes is coming soon. RSS feeds from these auto, from these Audacity projects. It's, uh, it's getting a little bit more complicated than I thought it was going to be. I just got to sit down, buckle down, and get this thing done one day. I'm looking to bring you the podcast in as many forms of media as I possibly can. I want the exposure. I want to talk about NXT. I need your help. Remember, we are NXT. Guys, this has been Episode 6. I am CD Danny Mac, accompanied by Nikki Six.
Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us again. It's been a pleasure. On the road to take over Chicago, this has been NXT for May 10th, 2017.